For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The driver's seat. It's Redemption Day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The Drivers' Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Oh, yes, we all bleed blue on this edition of The Driver's Seat because it's got nothing to do with State of Origin. Absolutely. No, no, no. There's two Queenslanders here. (laughs) There'll be no talk about blues or any of that sort of stuff. There's Queenslander. We won it. That's all that needs to be said. 100%. But when we talk about bleeding blue, we talk about, of course, in the motorsport fraternity. And we've got, we always have a, and I'm using the term Ford legend here uh, rather loosely. Would you agree here, Matty, uh, when we talk about our <laughs> illustrious co-hosts? Well, I'm not going to, I will not l- use the term legend loosely <laughs> because he's definitely a legend. Mm-hmm. Is he a Ford legend? I don't know. It's true. Uh, no, well, we're, we're talking about, we're to- well, tell you what, we, we've got to get to our feature interview, thanks to Ryko Fields. And you can ask a mechanic if Ryko Fields is the professional's choice, but we'll give him his proper intro first. Yeah, you can be the greatest, you can be the best. Just look at the people here today for the Shell Series Grand Final at Oran Park. Fabulous crowd, we expect a fabulous race. They're off the line and John Bow gets out quickly, but none quicker than Cetus. for the Peter Jackson team. The balloons are let fly. We've got a great start to Heat 1, the Shell Australia Touring Car Championship Grand Finale. No such sad stories for Glenn Seaton. Onboard camera takes you on the last lap around Oran Park. Here's your new 1997 Shell Australia Touring Car Champion, Glenn Seaton. Oh, and you can see that grand premier to air. It's been a hard year. Glenn, Tony Murphy and the boys and the Ford Credit Racing Team giving it the thumbs up. Well done, Glenn. He is, of course, a Hall of Famer, two-time Supercars champion, and we're very, very glad to have him on board. Just in time for Christmas, too, the V8 Sleuth Bookshop's latest fine work is, of course, Cito, the official racing history of Glenn Seaton. The great man joins us on the program. Glenn Seaton, welcome to the driver's seats. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Great to be on, on board, actually. Um, I listened to that intro, and I said, Seaton, away or a good start? I don't think in my whole career I ever had a good start. So... <laughs> I think they'll come alive there in a little intro bit, but uh, no, it's, um, it's great. I think that start, mate. I think that start was. I think that start was uh, was one of the ones when you were next to JB and he was the notorious useless at starting. So maybe your start looked <laughs> yeah. good compared to him. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right, Steve. J, JB did, used to usually did get not very good starts, but. I thought uh, must have been Rolling Stars because that's about the only good start I did was uh, Rolling Stars from the cart days. <laughs> hey, Sid, I want to I want to talk to you um, about this book that that's coming out. With, thanks to our, our yep. good friend Aaron Noonan, uh, the V8 Sleuth. I sort of know you a little bit. I race against your son. You and I have had a couple of dinners out over the years, namely a very yep. funny one I remember on uh, Magnetic Island years and years ago when we were racing Mini Challenge. Yep. You're a humble yep. guy, right? How do you 
How do you sit with a book coming out about yourself? Are you a bit uncomfortable about it or do you celebrate what you look back on now as a brilliant career? But I never ever looked at ever wanting to bring a book out because I never thought, I suppose it's one of those things in sport uh, and when you've done it professionally, you don't ever look at uh, what you've achieved and what you've done in the past, how you've come up from your grassroots of being a kid um, right through until you finish your career. So it was only Nunes that actually gave me the edge or give me the knife on the side and said, how about if we do one? Because I think there's some really good content here that over your career, uh, it'd be really good to uh, to put it out there and just uh, let people know of where you've come from um, as a young kid and, and naturally the family history of motorsport uh, with my dad racing cars and back in the 60s and right through until the end of, or sort of early 80s and then naturally the start of my career but also um, how I started my career through karting which most of us all do um, and yeah, it was it was one that uh, I never ever thought of doing, and never ever thought of wanting to do it. But um, it came to a time where I thought, well, with Noon saying, "Hey, I think we should do one. It'd be really good." Um, but it, to sit down and do it is, was fantastic because it just you forget about a hell of a lot of things uh, when you uh, yeah. you forge your career in any sport or anything you're doing. So you forget about the early days of um, karting and and watching your dad race and going to all those events and then naturally forging your own career and then coming through um, the missing times and they're so into my own race team and then right through until the end, until I retired at the end, yeah, it, it was great to look over it because I did forget a lot of stuff for sure. <laughs> as, a, as a kid, I've uh, I've been around Glen a lot, even before I started mm. racing and uh, I reckon... I've got. I, I would have had some really good chapters I could have put into that book with stuff that I saw. That's for sure. And but also, but I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Do you do you miss chewing on the drink straw, mate? What's the What's the go? Like, do you miss actually? You know, we're so synonymous to see you in the behind that wheel with that open face chewing on the drink yeah. straw. I mean, do you do you miss it? Like uh, not really, Steve. Because at the end of the day, I. I suppose people ask me all the time, do you miss being driving in uh, in racing anymore? And I probably got to say, when you've done it professionally yourself all your life, you get to a point where I suppose later on in life you aren't as competitive as you used to be, and you mm. you think you were, and you sort of go, well, I've done that cha- that chapter in my life, and I don't really want to do it anymore because I don't quite get the buzz out of it I did early days when I was really competitive. Yeah. So. Not really. I'm like, yeah, you see all those visions with the uh, plastic straw, and I just think another 10 years' time, I'll probably have some sort of plastic cancer or something like that. I'm sure that straw all those years. That worries me a bit. But um, besides that, no, it's, um, I, I've been very lucky to be able to come through all those eras of motorsport from Group C, actually, when your dad was very uh, dominant in that sort of era and that, and, and to come through that with the Brocks and, and your dad and and the Moffats and all those people, and then go into Group A, um, which is naturally the Sierras and the Nissans and the BMWs and things like that, and go through that as well with the Sierra, and then yeah. do the supercar thing. So I've been very lucky to have that, uh, come through that time in motorsport when I suppose when I look back on it, I was probably the young one that actually forged the young guys into the sport um, of, of getting mm-hmm. an opportunity because it was mostly forged by older guys um, that were around in them days, and then Fred was really the first guy to be able to, to give young guys the opportunity, which was myself, to to get into the sport. And then the sport sort of changed over those next lot of years. So 
when I look back on it, and, and like I say, when I did the book, it was really good to be able to remember those things and be able to highlight those things throughout the book and and, and the luckiness yeah. that I had throughout my uh, my career. And, and, and I can't do that without uh, my family behind me, which is naturally following my dad all those years. It gave me the... This, uh, the spur on to be able to do what I did was um, was has been fantastic. And, and the reason I sort of asked that is because, you know, I know moving on now you're sort of you know Aaron's racing and you're you're, you're well entrenched in doing stuff for for him there. But mm. but even just two years ago when when my old man drove the the new Mustang at Adelaide for the first time um, mm. and sort of debuted the Mustang. Yes, it wasn't a race or anything, but he just. He got out of the car and he just actually had a ball, just literally, there's no pressure, no competition. It was just driving this new car mm, and mm. at Adelaide. And Get he got the blood a blood running. And he got a big buzz out of it, which I thought which I thought was great. Absolutely. You know what it is, Steve, I reckon, at the end of the day, is uh, you, you no longer in those sort of occasions have to perform. You haven't yep. got the pressure there. So the enjoyment's there. Mm. Just the sport, when you start to lose the enjoyment, is when the pressure's there. Um, and and sometimes you're not competitive and you can't perform. You you, you really find it a very difficult um, thing to get up every day and want to do it, even though it's the most special sport in the world and the yeah. most special thing in the world is to drive around a race car absolutely on the limit and get the best out of yourself. But yeah, later on, and and that's why you you've got to say your dad would really enjoyed those things because the pressure's mm. not there. It's, it's just go out and have a bit of fun and feel what. The, the new model type of racing cars are like today, which is compared yeah. to what he drove um, 20 years before that. So, yeah, I can completely understand that for sure. And, Cito, the book's coming out, and we talk about pressure. I mean, 209 races, 17 wins, 54 podiums, nine pole positions. He won the Sandown 500 in 86 and 1990. There's a lot of stories and a lot of memories there. What can we expect out of the book? I mean, are we going to see, we're going to read what your favourite car is, what your favourite race is, uh, all those kinds of things. Is that what we can expect from the book? Most of it's really um, true from where I came from, Moorbank, which was a little town uh, near Liverpool in Sydney, and and basically coming through my opportunities to, to become in motorsport, which was through my dad. Um, through karting, uh, a bit through the karting stuff in there, uh, right through the Nissan days, right through of every year um, that I raced and, and through the GSR and being the team owner, being the engineer of my own race car, having to make sure the dollars were there to keep going every day and then basically forming a race team with P. Jackson Racing and, and, and having 14 personnel underneath uh, working with me to try and achieve our ultimate goal, which was to win races and win championships. And uh, yeah. so all that's in there. And, and naturally the, the competition of the people that are raced against, the hard people, the um, the guys that give me a bad time, which is your, your dad was one of them, Stevie, calling me <laughs> a, uh, what was the word? So it was calling me a personality of a speed hump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personality <laughs> of a speed bump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speed hump, yeah, all those I never forget that because um, it came out just before Philip Island. It was probably the worst time in the world for your dad to bring that out because Philip Island was always really strong, and we did all our testing there. And we came out. It was, I think it was only a week before Philip Island, and we came out and we smashed everybody at that uh, <laughs> Philip Island round. So it sort of it was a bit of humble pie eating there for sure. But, yeah, uh, I'm sure there was that sort of stuff in there. But it was all it's all lighthearted and a lot of fun. Um, 
um, and all the teams I was with and, and the experiences. Um, it's, yeah, it was. It's, it's got a lot of detail in there of, of all my life of motorsport. And, and I know Matty loves digging up all the – he wants to know the goss and talk about this and that. And, and all I want to talk about yep. is, the, is some of the, the stuff that people don't know and, uh, and rolling yep. into – I remember as a kid, and I just want to go into a quick story here, and I know you'll remember because I know you were sitting in the passenger seat of the car when it happened. Um, yep. DJR and GSR always had this rivalry, right? Yep. They always, always did. Yep. And they were always pranking jokes on each other. Weekend in, weekend out. Um, DJ did something to, to, to your team. Um, and then yep. it was, I'm pretty sure you were in the passenger seat and, and Scotty, one of your guys, long-term guys back then was, was driving. And I just remember, I was literally standing in the marquee at the very front of the marquee. And you know what I'm going to say, don't you? You know, you know exactly what I'm going to say. Absolutely. They reversed this. this was the best know what prank it was. any race team ever played. This, was, it was, this, this was, was the best prank. So so I can't remember what DJR did to you guys, but you guys got us back tenfold where that, it was like a little, I can't remember what sort of ute was it, Glenn? It was like a little Datsun ute or it was just something. It was, some it was little, an old Ford Ford Courier Ute. It was Ford actually Curry. a guy, my best mate who I went to school with was a plumber and he brought his ute out because he used to help us in the pits out there. <laughs> and it was actually at Oran Park. That was um, Park. It was the last round of the championship. It was Oran Park. And the guys at work decided we need to get DGRs back because we're always having pranks on each other, which I'll tell you what, for, for two teams that went hammer and tong and and needed to beat each other. We actually had some really good times behind the scenes with the yep. crews and things like that. But this day they decided to, <laughs> when you put brake fluid down the carburetor of an engine, what it does is just creates this huge plume of smoke. So two of my guys, which Scotty, um, my engine man, was, was the bloke in the driver's seat, but in the passenger seat was actually Tony Murphy, my team manager. That's right. So they backed too. up this. Curry Ute this, uh, to DGR's and Yeah, but they backed up and, he, and they, they hit me in the leg. That, like, I was like, you're standing there when they decided to put the thing on the rev limiter and squirt the brake fluid in the carby. <laughs> That's right. So they set up this device for a little plastic bottle which had a tube going through the dash to the top of the carburetor and held the throttle line open and then just pumped this brake fluid straight into the carburetor and just filled the whole annex up with this white smoke and it took an hour to clear. So the guys were trying to service the car on the Saturday night at this race. Oh, it was just awesome. But <laughs> then the DGR best. tried to get us back. Well, the guys the guys and the crew at DGR tried to get us back at Bathurst that year with a, um, one of those big orange um, orange guns where you um, put oranges in and you fire them out. Um, <laughs> and they put graffiti in the end of it and pulled the trigger and it all just dropped out the end. It dropped of it. out the end. It didn't go anywhere. into the annex. So, that's right. So, <laughs> All those days, it was so much fun. Great so fun. fun. And so, Glenn, as we look Absolutely. forward to the future, your young fella, Aaron's driving, driving, <laughs> I can mm. absolutely attest, driving very, very well. I don't usually get to see much of him. I just see him fading off into the distance. <laughs> um, what's, your, what's your role now? Like, what are you doing now? What are you, how are you helping Aaron move forward? And what does the future look like for this, the seat and legacy of racing? Yeah, like... The legacy is a hard one because he's coming through a time when um, motorsport is so expensive to get into now and to to try and make it to the top. When when you look at like a, to be a professional race driver in Australia, naturally supercars is everybody's aim. There's only 24 spots out of 25 million people. If if you look at the the um, the uh, population of Australia, so 
there's not a lot of spots to be a professional race driver. So, but I just try and I naturally I help him as much as I can. I, I do naturally a lot of the engineering on the car with whatever change we do. I've I've guided him as much as I could throughout his karting career because he started at the age of seven. Um, we've been karting from seven right through until he was 15, and then he ended up in production cars. So he's driven a lot of versions of cars and carts that I can did do. Did some over TCM too, though, even as well? That's right, TCM, mm. even to the point we did Speedway for two years um, yeah. in a class called Mod Lights, which is basically Aussie race cars on dirt. And I'm just trying to get him to try different disciplines of motorsport because I think that just will make you a better driver. So um, I've we've thoroughly enjoyed um, going motorsport together. We've done everything together in motorsport, as in travelling around, getting to the races, working on the car. Even Aaron helps out in that area and, and all that at the race meetings. So just the time, family time that we have together has been awesome even if he doesn't make it as a as a professional race driver it's just been so good for both of us and and been a real pleasure as a father to to watch um your son come through the sport and and be what i'd call reasonably successful at whatever he has a go at um and naturally you see that steve with with your boy coming through as well with the karting days and then you naturally coming through excels Mm. now and had that first run in ta2s as well uh, recently it's yeah. just so awesome to see them have a go and hop out with a big smile on their we'll face smile. and really, yeah. absolutely. And and not only that, it's go karts was so good for any kids to be able to not only get out there and compete against each other, but also to get up and make um, speeches and, and at the presentations and things like that. It's it's just yeah. good make some life friends skills. as well. Um, you know, so see some absolutely you know, meet, meet friends huge friends and, come out of motorsport. Absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah my, my role is to just guide him as much as he needs my guidance. And naturally, he's 22 now, so his guidance, or my guidance, isn't probably as much as he needs anymore <laughs> because um, he's he's at that age where they can all do it themselves now because they believe they can. But yeah. uh, no, it's 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 <laughs> it's fantastic to have uh, come through that journey with him up till now, and we'll just keep doing what we can do. Um, yeah. And that'll be naturally Trans Am in Australia. It's a fantastic class, um, cost-effective class, and it's something that I think um, moving forward in the long term, it'll be yeah. a huge class that everybody wants to be a part of because it's uh, it's so cost-effective and such. They sound good, they look good, they're fat. Uh, it's everybody, everything that everybody's ever wanted in a, in a race car. I think that's uh, you know, and that's the reason why you know. I mean, you do it, Matty. You love it. Yeah. Um, they're great cars. They're uh, they're all the same, bar the the body shell and same engine, same everything. So, um, you know, that for me, for Jet, I think it's the next, definitely the next step. But we'll, you know, we're still going to do Hyundai's. I think that's great for 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 actually just race driving and trying to uh, to race in packs and stuff. But moving on from that, so it will actually part of that with the TA two side of things. I want to actually just ask you because there's a, been a lot of people asking me about this leading up to Bathurst, or both Matthew and I, um, mm. just regarding young Nathan Hearn, and you know you've seen a lot of Nathan mm-hmm. Hearn and what he's done. Um, I'd just love to get mm-hmm. your opinion on that whole super license and and Nathan trying to run as a a wild card at Bathurst compared to what he has done in the in the TA2 car, which is not really actually recognised mm-hmm. on the list of getting. Super, super license points, which I think is a little mm-hmm. bit odd. But, I mean, have you got an opinion on that? Did you see all that unfolding and, and, and wonder what was going on? What's your take on all that? 
Absolutely, Steve. I was one of the people that gave him a reference to mm. to recommend him that he had the skills to be able to handle a supercar around Bathurst. Um, yeah. I, I look at it now, today, from... If I look at it based on where I came through and got to Bathurst, which was in 83 with my dad in a Ford Capri, it was quite easy to do. So my dad naturally was racing Capris at the time. He could, or, or even if he didn't have one, he could build one. We could go to Bathurst together and race together. As all I had to do was make sure I got my five signatures so I had my full racing um, CAMS licence, mm-hmm. and I could race at Bathurst. You can't do that anymore. You've got to go through this sequence of basically driving to a point where you've got to do a Super 2 at some stage to get enough points to actually race at Bathurst. Well, not every family has seven or 800 grand a year to spend on Super 2 season in, um, yeah. in Australia. Um, mm. So it's actually narrowed the window down so much now to actually ever get the opportunity to race at that big race. Um, I think I think it's just I just think it's gone the wrong way and it's a bit unfair. So TA2s are probably if you actually drive them are probably a little bit harder to handle than a than a supercar to be honest because supercar do a lot of things right. TA2 cars they're on a tyre that's got no grip, they've got no side bite, um, they're, they're taily, they're loose, they're the you've got to look after small. the tyre, you've got to be easy with the throttle. It's it's just got all those combinations that will make them a good touring car driver anyway. So I'd hope moving forward that more young kids can get the opportunity to show their wares to be able to run as a, in, in that sort of Bathurst race because that's everyone's dream has always been as a kid to want to race at Bathurst in the main race and and I hope that doesn't get restricted down to families that just have a lot of money. And you're right and Glenn I, I don't want to harp on it but I think I think those listening will annoy be annoyed if I don't say something. It's a little bit, don't mention the war, um, but Bathurst. You were never, you and I used to have a joke about never having a trophy. We've both now got trophies, which we're quite proud of. Uh, but the, you never yeah. won the 1,000. Is that the biggest regret yeah. and disappointment of your career? You know, mate, I, I sit back and I think of the opportunities I've had during my motorsport career. I can't be disappointed in just because I haven't won Bathurst. Yep, I would love to have had a trophy from Bathurst because my dad mm. had one from 1965, which he won. And yes, would I give up my championships today for a win at Bathurst? No, because I suppose, as I said earlier, just before, I've had a great opportunity in motorsport. I'm not greedy. I love what I've done. I look at 95 and everyone always talks about 95 Bathurst. That in one way probably lifted me as a profile than actually winning Bathurst more so than anything because everyone remembers what happened in 95 in that last nine laps yep. of the race with the broken bow spring and sitting on the side of the road and the, the, naturally the camera crews coming into the car and trying to talk to me at the same time. Um, so, nah. look, I would love to have one on the mantelpiece, but am I going to my grave regretful? Not at all. Well, I'd, I'd like to ask you something not as serious because I did tell Matthew last week not to ask you anything about Bathurst. <laughs> that know I don't listen to you. <laughs> you know, no, I do not listen to you ever. <laughs> but I do want to ask one quick one before you go. Um, I know that uh, you were very synonymous for, you know, you doing all your setups and all that sort of stuff. Can you just yep. tell me what yep. spring rate the red springs were, please? <laughs> the stripes. The, the stripes. Yes, the striped spring. We had red, yellow, blue, 
black. Yep. But then they went to, because we had too many spring rates, and then went to stripes. So, <laughs> and, and I actually put all that in the book. That's in the book. You've got to read it. That is oh, I'm going to read the book. Perfect. Rationale, my rationale of why I did that. And the reason <laughs> I did that was because you, you come through a time in motorsport, and God, your dad would know that, and, and anyone yeah. that owns a race team knows this, that people change from race team to race team to race team. And when they know all your information, they just take it to the next shop. So right. I thought, because I'm doing all the engineering and deciding of what I want in that car anyway for myself, why tell everybody that you've got an 800-pound front spring or you've got a 1,000-pound front spring? Why does it matter? As long just as you've got in there, you know. the balance of the car is what you want. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so no one can go from my race team and go up to Dick Johnson Racing and go, Casino's running a 1,300-pound front spring and a 200-pound rear spring. They just go up there and go, well, Casino's got a blue stripe spring <laughs> and a red stripe spring And a back. red one in the See, back. See, work out what rates they are. So, in order, you know the good thing out of it all? It's made a bloody good story, hasn't it? It's made a bloody good story. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Glenn, uh, your book is... That was, that was my rationale. Well, Glenn, the book is jam-packed full of it, and you can grab it from the V8 Sleuth Bookshop. Uh, Cedo, the official racing history of Glenn Seaton, is out now, just in time for Chrissy. Uh, Cedo, just going back to Bathurst, mate, you have done 25, uh, 26 Bathurst 1000, 26 consecutively. Mm. There are blokes that are annoyed they couldn't even get to the mountain to watch it this year. Right. So, <laughs> uh, mate, when, when, we, when you sort of put it like that, you have had a very blessed career, and you've been on, on the podium there a couple of times as well. So... This book, jam-packed, get down to the V8 Sleuth Bookstore. It's available there too. And, uh, we thank you for taking a bit of time out of your busy Thursday evening to have a chat with us here on the driver's seat. Pleasure. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Steve. And um, I've really enjoyed the time to be able to uh, go through the past histories of Glen Seat. <laughs> make a few little stories to boot. <laughs> but make sure, you head to, make sure you head to the V8 Sleuth Bookstore and check it out. And, uh, and Steve, you'd know from the DJR book that uh, Noon's put out, he does a ripper job with these books. He, he does. He does a sensational job. Uh, best by far. Obviously, we know how good and how smart he is with the knowledge of all motorsport, not yeah. only just what's happened and, and, and the history of certain drivers, but the history of cars, everything. Like, this guy is an absolute he's genius. A weapon. But, but also, in saying that, um, my wife, Mrs. Mack, actually bought me the Bathurst 12-hour book because it, I'm featured in there a couple of times. It arrived only yesterday. And I the quality of the book, the quality of the stock, the quality of how it's printed – the the images, the way it's written from a twelve hour perspective with Richard Crail doing forwards and all that kind of stuff, it it is a quality product. It's not mm. just your little, you know, home published book. It is a quality quality book. Uh, everything that Aaron does. So uh, make sure you get on the official racing history of Glenn Seaton because I'm sure it's exactly the same. And he's he is such a good bloke. Mm. Like you know, I really enjoyed that. I it really was just enjoyed such that a great too. Chat. And you hear there's always someone that's got an opinion of someone. Yeah. Scafey's arrogant. Dick's Dick, you know, he's everyone's Dick champion. Calls me a speed Brock, Brock was perfect. <laughs> They've all got an opinion yeah. about Glenn. They, but but you talk about Glenn Seaton, everyone goes, just a lovely bloke, such a lovely bloke. Yeah. No one goes, oh, he's a bastard, or he was this, or he was dirty, or he was a cheater. Only, and as they you just say, he's a lovely guy. Unfortunately, a lot of the time they'll say, oh, what a great bloke. But geez, I wish he won Bathurst. Of that's course. what people, you of know, course. and that's what so many people say. Yeah, I, he was. The, he was the 
if your guy couldn't win it, if DJ couldn't win it, if Scaife couldn't win it, if Brock mm. couldn't win it, geez, I'd love Cedo to win it. Although I was angry with him. I think it was in 95. He did take Dad and JB out of the race when he's turned him around coming out of the cutting. Well, so I should have asked him about that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him back. We'll get him back, no well, doubt. You can find that in the book. As we said, the V8 Sleuth Bookshop is jam-packed. Uh, uh, Bathurst Going Global, the 12-hour history, is available via bookshop.v8sleuth.com.au as are a range of Dick Johnson Racing signed prints to celebrate the 40th anniversary as well as uh, Racing the Line. You can get it now. The complete illustrated history of uh, Holden in motorsport in Australia. Are you, are you on retainer? Holy. I swear to God. I'll be sending you an invoice, Noons. So we'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to The Driver's Seat. Big thank you to Glenn Seaton for joining us on the show. We've got a big one to get through. It's been so much news in this quote-unquote off-season. <laughs> but, yes, uh, we'll get to some of your texts as well, too. Don't go anywhere. This is The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. If you want to be a part of the show, very easy to do so. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you want to get in touch. And we also want to welcome our listeners on 1170 in Sydney uh, joining us for the oh. first time. Uh, Hello, Sydney. Hello, Sydney. Uh, sorry about the state of origin last night. Okay. <laughs> Queensland just gave You're you not a Sorry, snack. don't. Don't no, actually, I'm not. That was totally disingenuous. I'm not sorry at all. I'm wearing blue today in mourning. Actually, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm uh, just trying to be nice to our yeah, new Sydney same. listeners. Welcome. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you want to uh, chime in, you can do so easily. 0433981116 is our number on the temper text. But right now, also, if you want to rev up your smartphone, you can get the driver's seat app. It's got podcasts, interviews, news, and much more. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Grab it in the app store now. But let's talk about the big news that broke today. Uh, it's almost the Chaz Mostert is going to walk a Trandretti United of um, 2020, isn't it? Because <laughs> well, it's in the vault from the world's worst kept secrets. Yeah. Yes. Um, Anton Di Pasquale, our mate Anton De Pasquale, uh, leaving Erebus. <laughs> Gone. Gone, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you across the studio, Stephen Johnson, here, because uh, um, when is it going to be released of where he will be driving next, Stephen Johnson. I don't, I don't know. I, Dick I mean, Johnson I'm looking racing. here. I'm thinking there's there's obviously a couple of seats at DJR. There's a couple of seats at Team Sydney. No. Someone's got to be replacing Rick Kelly at Doubt Kelly it. Racing. There's two spare seats at Brad Jones. And Not there's really. also two seats at Matt Stone Racing. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff for him to choose from. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. Could you be more radio than that? Oh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see where he, we know where he's going. He's going to Dick Johnson Racing. His Is options it? are yes. end, his options are yeah. endless, though. As you mentioned. his options, yeah. there endless. are a lot of options there. But why would you go from Erebus to Team Sydney? You could go to Kelly Racing. That'd be know. decent. Kelly Racing. Right. He wouldn't he go to BJR, and he ain't going to Matt Stone well, Racing. You know, he, so. he's he's a farm hand. He knows what he's doing on the farm. Yeah, All farm can drive a tractor. Can drive a yeah, tractor. He's he's just yeah. down on the way to Geelong. There, his little farm. Where so are he? not far yep. from uh, from Kelly Racing there. Yeah. So. No, opposite way. Opposite no, way. You know, you don't same know. state. <laughs> sorry, no, no, to, so, sorry to all those what, people listening in Melbourne. Steve doesn't say, really know where Werribee, Geelong. No, I and... do. I do. But what I'm trying to say is that it's a little bit closer than where Matt Stone Racing is, for example. A little bit. Or Dick Johnson Racing. Or possibly Dick Johnson Racing. <laughs> so, I, look, I would suspect Nimsy in the next, you know, possibly 24 to 48 to 72 hours. Uh, we'll know exactly who's racing at Dick Johnson Racing mm. for 2021. So is that your crystal ball? Yes, I've got it off can the I, shelf. All right. Can I've I, given it a rub I'll and a clean down. I'll give you my crystal ball. Go on. 
I reckon what's going to happen is I reckon the second seat at Penrod is not well, obviously Will Brown's there, but I don't reckon Davy Reynolds is going to stay there. Nope. I reckon Davy Reynolds will end up at the Kellys at, to replace Rick. I agree with Penrod money. Yep, that's what I reckon. Yep, because the Castrol money was pretty much tied to Rick yes. while he was driving. Yes. Um, well, let me add on to that. Sorry to interrupt, but let me add on to that. You would expect Rick Kelly to be a enduro driver next year. Yep. After twenty years with Castrol, do you think he will stay with his family team, or do you think he'll take some dough from Castrol? And maybe go to a Tickford. He could do. Absolutely. Well, they're supported by Castrol, aren't they? Yeah, so that's right. Absolutely, he could do. So, mm. well, Rick might not even drive. I mean, Todd didn't um, get back into the, the seat after he left. Rick will drive. I, think. I reckon, reckon Rick will drive. Oh, it depends. You don't reckon? Uh, maybe not. But oh. I reckon. But another thing that I reckon, I reckon uh, Brody Kostecki's going to take uh, Davy Reynolds' seat. Yeah, Bush. They love him. Yeah, I reckon they're going. He's going <laughs> to take love him. his seat at. Uh, Erebus. Oh, I can't call it Penrite Race anymore because I don't believe it's going to be Penrite. Sorry, just uh, something just you popped that out of the bag. Something just popped up on the text that made me laugh a little bit. Add your names to these texts too, as well. Um, just said they gave the wrong driver the ten-year deal. Harsh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bit harsh. Well, yeah, but you know what? I can understand. We've always discussed on this show how David likes family. He likes stability. He likes nothing to change. Mm-hmm. And I think there has been a definite culture change within Erebus Penrite Racing in the last 12 to 18 months. And Well, it's only 12 because... Well, he signed his 10-year deal 12 months ago. at the end of so, last year, and it was all rosy then. Like, it's just... This year's been a how shocker. crazy, how, how, like, how much it's turned on its head yeah. to go from being almost a golden child to the outcast at the end of the day. So they've boned Luke Yildon and now potentially Dave Reynolds... As well, and Anton's left as well. Not real happy down there at uh, Penrite Erebus Racing. No, soon to be possibly Erebus Racing. We may need to get Barry Ryan on the show and just say, "Mate, what's going on?" Oh, mate, like what? Can we make it a prayer record on? then? Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. no. you haven't got enough time to hit the uh, dump Reynolds button, button when he swears. <laughs> the Reynolds, Reynolds button. So, uh, it, look, the, the next. We talked about AFL. We talked about it last week. How and, and NRL. There's trade radio period. Look, it's this is our supercar trade radio period. There's a lot going on with that amount of seats up in the air. New wrecks coming up. New teams as well. Uh, there'll be a new team next year. Yeah, with Blanchard. Uh, with Blanchard. Got his new team. So, two car team, I believe. Well, and, and yeah, was that two, a Ford team? It's also rumored to be as well. Yeah, I believe so, they're going to be uh, Tickford built cars. Yeah. So if you look at that. The the people that I'm hearing are Fabian and Tim Slade mm-hmm. for those seats. The so that'll be interesting, interesting as well. But I'm also hearing Tim Slade for the MSR seat. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So that's what I was hearing. Well, I can tell you that now it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Let us. You heard it here first on the driver's seat. <laughs> Tim Slade will not be going to MSR. Let's uh, see what you think. 0433 98 11 16. Get your texts in. We've got a lot to talk about. Also, the big news was the cancellation of the Adelaide 500. I could see Maddie doing a massive run up here. Boo. Oh, yeah. I'm warming up the hamstrings. <laughs> he is. I'm about to take a run up. He is primed. So let us know what you think, as you said about the, uh, the driver movements, some speculation central. It is, of course, Supercars Trade Radio here for the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> join in the fun. 0433 98 11 16. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, and together we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're a building Australia. Um, a fair bit on the old temper text line regarding Anton de Pasquale deciding to leave uh, Penrite Racing slash Erebus. Uh, when an owner throws a driver under the bus live on TV and is a total FLOG in front of the camera, you can't blame <laughs> the driver wanting to leave. Ooh. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, at the yeah, end of the day, I mean, not great. We love Barry, but it's not, yeah. that's not great. At the end of the day, I, don't, I like, you know, I don't like people that beat around the bush, but I guess there's a there's a way that you've got to do it these days. And, yeah. you know, ethically and morally, it's not probably right the way some people he do it. He was brought up in the Larry Perkins School of Management, yeah, yeah. which was which was smack them around the head. And if they perform, they perform. And if they don't, he, uh, Oh, mate. speaking of Larry Perkins, just so, quietly, I hear that mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the number 11 may be uh, coming out of retirement next year. Right. Then you, oh, may the actual... see, you may see it on the grid next year, number 11. Really? Yeah. In main game grid? Yeah. With the Perkins name on it? No. No. Oh. All right. Yeah. So, you know, well, the only one that's going to be, that'll be, a, that'll be a new team, which would be, ball. which would be the uh, Blanchard team. Mm-hmm. One so, would imagine. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> one, one more here too. Why is everyone so sure Anton will go to DJO when his manager is Paul Morris? And the last time I checked, Paul was good friends with Triple Eight. Because Jamie and SVG aren't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's basically, oh, it's I a pretty hear, open and shut I hear what there, you're Matty. saying, but uh, there are, there are guys there that have got contracts now, unless Wind Cup has a long summer and says, oh, you know what? I'd rather be on the beach and I'd rather be on my jet ski and all that kind of stuff. Then, then maybe, and stranger things have happened. But at this stage, as far as we know, Red Bull next year will have SVG and J-Dub in the chair. That's why. Can I give one more text? This one goes out Please. to Lee because this is very creative. And I love a creative text on the temper text line. But uh, he just says, he's going to look good standing on the podium in shell colours. You reckon? Well, there's a lot of red shirts out there. Yeah, well, there is. There certainly is. A lot of red shirts. I agree with you, Lee. Mm. Well done, Lee. That, uh, well done, Lee. 04338 if you want to get a part Thanks of this. Thanks for show. your support. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Let, let's look. Some other news came out in the past week or so. Everyone was sort of blindsided about this one because last Friday, the South Australian Tourism Commission confirmed that the Superloop Adelaide 500 is no more. The 2021 event would have been the last one on the current contract, so next year would have been the last one. But they've decided, oh, COVID, shut it down. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it is not going ahead uh, as of, you know, next year. So we don't have a season opening. We don't have a season, well, we don't have a season closer, effectively, for 2021. Yeah. How long have I got, Nimsy? Oh, Tell look, me how long I've got. We've got a couple of minutes. Say what, can, I, can I say something quickly? Because I know you're just going to... You better do it quickly because I'm starting to roll forward. All I can say is RIP Stephen Marshall, SA Premier. Well, I've got an absolute... I've got a completely different view to that. Having had... Well, having had talk long about SA events, discussions, I guess. SA events. And they SA work, events and they they're two together. different things. So yes. let's... let's Let's. I've had I've had lots of discussions with people that are relatively close to the inner sanctum. So just just quickly, oh, because I know you know you quickly. love it. Um, do you what you're going to say to me or mm-hmm. say, say to us? Because we're just yes. just two mates here chatting, right? Yes. Is is SA events all about things like the Fringe Festival and all that sort of stuff? And yes, they don't that's want part to, of it. They don't like the motor racing. It, look, side it's of more things. it's more complicated than that. This is not just about um, we don't like car racing because it's in the lovely leafy eastern suburbs of Adelaide and the rich folk don't like it anymore. It's got nothing to do with that. What this is is a classic case of square peg in a round hole. 
What I mean by that is, Stevie J, you and I know that motorsport is a very individualized sport. It's not tennis, it's not rugby, it's not AFL, it's not horse racing. It's run in a completely different manner. And yet the gurus at, at Tourism South Australia decided to minimize their costs. They would have one commercial manager run Tour Down Under, the Fringe Festival, the Eco Challenge, the the Adelaide 500, so on and so forth. So the bottom line is, is that many of the commercial aspects of the Adelaide 500, all of the assets that they could sell, were and have not been sold. And so from a financial point of view at that level, it was not viable for it to go forward. Now, let's roll on. Um, SA Events were in negotiations with supercars for this race to continue into 2021. There was not an extension on the table for 2022 and beyond. That still had yet to be discussed. And yet, from a supercars level, so I'm, I'm not only smacking SA events here, I'm smacking supercars. Supercars did not know that this was coming. And then after the event, I'm even hearing that that the high levels of supercar did not inform their board for 24 hours uh, after they had been told that supercars were not welcome back in Adelaide at the Adelaide 500. So they scrambled in an effort to try and save it. Now, what they did is go back to SA government and say, or SA tourism and say, we will take over the commercial aspects of the Adelaide 500 and we will sell it. And then there was a further counter from SA events that said, well, we want this on top of that and we want, we want this on top of that and we want this. So it was all political the wrong people at SA events were in charge of Adelaide 500 and that they've allowed it to basically become a car wreck. Supercars were not on top of the negotiation well enough and even the negotiation tactics of what I'm led to under, led to believe by supercars wasn't fabulous either. And in the event now we've it's not it's gone. Now I know that the Labor Premier or the sorry the Labor opposition flew to Supercar head office in Sydney and said yes if we get voted in we'll do that we'll bring it back that's 2022 I think there's an election in South Australia so yep, that'll be interesting correct. to see what happens there uh, but the bottom line is COVID mismanagement from a commercial point of view poor negotiation. Uh, tactics from supercars and tourism SA together, simply just not knowing what the other person was doing. And then unfortunately, Stephen Marshall gets fed all this information by Tourism South Australia to say the event's rubbish, the crowds are down, we can't sell the commercial bits. And so his responsibility to his constituents is to say, well, we better pull it then. But the reality is, is that all the little matrixes and all the little jigsaw puzzles to make up a successful event you have people running who shouldn't be there. And so this event will not be going ahead next year. There is talk maybe 2022, possibly even 2023 if it comes back. But what is happening right now behind the scenes is a scramble for correct, clear and accurate information so that everyone knows where everybody stands. Because Stevie J, it is a hell of a loss, not only to our championship, massive, but to the people of Adelaide. Um, uh, it is directly tied, the success of this event is directly tied also to the entertainment. I mean, let's be clear, right? A couple of years ago, when there was Kiss and Motley Crue and Ken Block, you could not get a ticket to that event. It was jam-packed and they were hanging from the rafters. It was chili peppers last, last year, year as well. Last year, the chili peppers were there. And I love the chili peppers, right? Don't get me wrong. But I'd love to hear from half of the crowd that left halfway through the chili peppers because they were so crap. 
And then in 2021, and again, I love the Hilltop Hoods, but they ain't Kiss and Motley Crue. And I love their music and they're great ambassadors for Adelaide. But that does not make a great concert mm. that brings people to the racing. We're going to watch the race and then we're going to go and watch Hilltop Hoods for the, about the ninth time at the Adelaide 500. So it's mismanagement, Nimsy and Steve, that's that's led to this. It's it's poor management internally at, at Tourism South Australia. It's poor management from supercars during the negotiation period to not know where everybody stands clearly. And so therefore, unfortunately, the losers are us. All of it. And I think that... Maybe like a bit of um, what's the word for it, Matty? Where you you know you think that something's so good that nothing's ever going to happen to it. Complacency, you know what I mean? yeah, a bit of yeah, complacency. There's, absolutely, See, there's complacency. It oh, doesn't matter. They're not going to get rid of the other. Yeah. Front. I know it's so good, like yeah. you know. But it just goes to show that you know no one's safe. And this is and you talk about jobs or anything oh. like. You, if you start to feel complacent in a job, you know, like, and my dad always said to me that there's, there's no one, no one that can't be replaced. Absolutely. Simple as that. Yep. And if, as soon as they start thinking that that's them, they're it, they're entrenched in here because they won't find any better than me, next minute, boom. Next minute. Tijuana brass, as you say. Absolutely. Gone. And so, I, look, I think it's, it's very sad, Nimsy, because it is, from a driver's perspective, Stephen, I know you've done a gazillion of them. I've done two or three of them. It is an awesome place to race. Mm. It is a brilliant place to launch our season uh, or finish our season, as the case they were hoping to do uh, for 2021 was finish it at the Adelaide 500. Um, there's some, maybe some scuttlebutt about where we might finish at the end of next year, too, but we, we'll talk about that another time. Mm. Um uh, and of course, then Nimsy, when you add to it that we are in a COVID environment and that, that that economics are down, if you've got an event that is already shaky because of mismanagement, it's going to get the Tijuana brass. It's going to go, but it's not COVID. It's not just COVID. It's just been so poorly managed, and it's got the wrong people in the wrong job roles to have an event like that be successful. Do you think? Uh, do you think it'll come back? Do you think there's a chance that it could be reinstated? That's, not, a, be- that's a better question. Not reinstated. Yeah. Because I, I think obviously next year it's not going to yeah. happen. No. You know, maybe not 2022. How do you know? You, I asked, mean, you asked two questions there. Do I think it will be back and is there a chance it will be back? I certainly not going to be back at this stage, but is there a chance it could be resurrected? Yes, there is. There is a chance mm. that it could be resurrected for 2022. Now, will it be 2022 or will it be 2022 and beyond on a five-year deal? Who knows what's going to happen there. But the bottom line is, and, and we are obviously live into South Australia, there are there are faces, Facebook pages uh, for people to sign protesting against this. Yeah, petitions and, and internally at Tourism SA, people need to have their butts kicked or heads roll. Because it's been an appalling decision for the Adelaide 500 and the people of Adelaide. Some people will love it because they don't like car racing. That's fine. But we're talking an event that's been going for over 20 years. There's been Formula One there as well. Adelaide is synonymous. There are Murray Walker made comment over uh, in the UK that he can't believe a decision like this has happened. It is a sensational time. It is a sensational race, a sensational place. And, and it the needs best to come marketing back. probably of Absolutely. all Baha Bathurst 1000. Yep. Get a good concert there. Um, forget the grandstands. Just make some public 
uh, easy public access areas. Don't make it so expensive to go there. Reduce the cost of the internal build. Sell the commercial properties that you've got porridge rights and all of that kind of stuff, and let's bring it back again, and let's make it a mm. success. But you can't – to wrap it up, to put a bow on it, as you say, Nimsy, this event has been canned because of crap information and the wrong people in the wrong jobs. Well, um, we're getting a fair bit of feedback coming through, so we'll get to that in just a tick. Let us know what you think. 0433-98-1116. I know the talkback lines on SENSA Breakfast uh, were running hot, but uh, we'll get to some of your messages right after this on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Oh, the best part about having a live show about motorsport, and we will be here at the new time of Thursday evenings uh, with uh, State of Origin on, um, is that we can get your feedback live. We'll start off with Michael here. Well said, so much history there, and to not have it is a damper on supercars, says Michael. Dean says, send the Sex Pistols and Black Sabbath an invite. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is my favourite. Uh, we've got that's funny. Uh, we've got one from Darren. Uh, great for spectators, but this track was notorious for crashes and damage. Probably more smash bits fell across this track than any other in the country. A great event that was loved by all, uh, and that's what made it so good. I mean, as race drivers that pay the bills, we sit there and go, oh, "Jesus, Jesus!" You no know, good. we don't have to do that. Like turn eight, you wipe it against the wall off the edge of turn eight, and it's it's a reshell and it's a ton of money, but. That's what made the event awesome. It's a track that's got consequences. Have you ever had a hit there? Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I had a little one in my Subaru, but um, it's got consequences and it's, you, it takes You a, got fenced by your teammate in the Subaru. Don't start that again. You know, I get sensitive <laughs> about Ben Walsh hitting me. Uh, I think you reversed into him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like I reversed into Courtney exactly. at Townsville. <laughs> uh, here's, um, here's another one. It takes, before you go in, You've got to have a big bowl of skill and daring for your breakfast mm -hmm. before you go in there because there's nowhere to hide at the Adelaide 500, and that's what we loved about it. There's one. Uh, total waste of space. He's only interested in the cricket and festivals. It's a great loss for all of us. Yeah, I assume well, we're talking about the head of uh, SA events, or are we talking about Steve Marshall? Uh, no, not sure, because Steve Marshall only got made the decision on the information that he was given, and the information that he was given from Tourism Australia was garbage. It was rubbish. So uh, it, that's an interesting text. It, we'll, we'll follow that as we go through, whether it was Steve Marshall or uh, SA Tourism. And this one too. From Ian, to be honest, this isn't the first and I don't think it'll be the last. Don't think we'll see the Gold Coast or Newcastle again either. Uh, yeah. Newcastle, you're quite right, Ian. I don't think we'll see that because, of course, these, these places do take a I lot reckon, of money. But we'll when? see that in 2022. 22, That'll yes. come back. And Gold Coast... Hmm. Oh, don't. I got a feeling we might yeah. see it in 2021. Yeah, we may see it at 2021, Any Beans, but it might be right at the end of the year, and it might be dark <laughs> at the end of the year. Dark at the end of the year. I mean, look, we we can't we can't say exactly what we think. Well, we we can't because it hasn't been confirmed, right? So there are many uh, iterations of the calendar still floating around. The newly elected, re-elected Queensland government. Uh, might kick the can, but if they do for the Gold Coast 600, uh, we are thinking, we are expecting it, if it comes back, that it may be the end of the season <laughs> yeah. next year. Yeah, such a... And it might be at night, which wouldn't that be, Stevie J, sensational mm. if that happened. Well, we've, we've seen, 
obviously no racing at night. We've seen some drags. We've seen some drifting at night yeah. there. It's mega. And and the people hang around for it and watch it. And it was yeah, just yeah. such a cool spectacle. But we didn't. it was more so last corner down the front straight. Whereas yeah. to actually see something around the whole circuit, like yep. that would be just... Like that is a spectacular race meeting in its own. Yes. But do that to it. Holy Last mackerel. race meeting of the year on the Gold Coast in November where it's nice and hot and warm. All the racing done at night. Schoolies for adults. Bring back it to in. the old Back, uh, to, the back old to the old Gold Coast. <laughs> well, maybe maybe not some of the things that used to go on the balconies well, with the balloons everywhere. If, if something like that happens, I reckon I'm going to have to wipe my calendar for the rest of that year <laughs> until the, the next year. One last. One la- go on. <laughs> oh, is this just going because it's, uh, I'm going to be in a world of pain for like a month and a bit, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> one last one here off the temper text before we wrap it up. Failing attendance is their own fault. Put on less of a show for the same or higher ticket price is going to decrease the crowd. 100%. I, I totally agree with that. We've got to get better entertainment. We've got to get better options for mm-hmm. people. Um, we've got to give the crowds not only um, the ability to watch a concert, but the ability to watch the race. Now, if you didn't buy well, a grandstand to- ticket... Mm-hmm then, you know, you're in GA and general admission. And I, I totally get all of that. But let's pull some of the cost down. We to make it cheaper for a family to go. It's I too totally expensive. agree. Make it cheaper for a family to go and give them somewhere to watch the race that doesn't require grandstand ticketing and or corporate passes. That's get right. the people to the event. Build some concert, hills. Like, build like, some hills. Like Townsville have done. Yep. Take your blanket, like like, yep. like your speedway. Take your yep. blanket and your deck chair and yep. roll it out and sit on the hill for the afternoon. They, they can do that. Absolutely. Keep your text coming through 0433 This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, and together we're building Australia. We'll talk about F1 next uh, in our Bendix Breaks big moment that's coming up on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Big hour two of the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter. And together, we're building Australia. Right now, it's time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. If you want cleaner wheels, you can fit Bendix Breaks. And let's talk about the Grand Prix at Imola. Spoiler alert, Lewis Hamilton won. (laughs) (laughs) Big spoiler alert. There. Oh, no. Just in case you taped it and want to watch it later. You can't, and you can't call it the Imola Grand Prix. It was the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. Mm. Give it a little bit of Italian, Nimsy. I mean, I know you're no, Sri Lankan and everything. Can you give yeah, you? Can you? Emilia, Emilia Romagna. Romagna. Well, I, I can't even, do that. I even I can't struggle roll the same. Emilia Romagna. Oh, very good. That's you boys you should know by now that I even struggles saying uh, Penna Napolitano. Did you? <laughs> I, I felt that you almost struggled with saying the word struggled. I did. Ben. Just a little <laughs> bit. It's been a big day. Is um, that Italian? <laughs> <laughs> Il strugulo. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, Lewis Hamilton's uh, won the Imola Grand Prix, a record extending 93rd Formula One victory, beating his teammate Valtteri Bottas by a five Sort of got points. kissed, though. He got kissed pretty hard. <laughs> on the where by the what? Just on the cheek by the safety car. Very. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it was very, very lucky. But, yes, he was. But but good management. But good management. Yep. Valtteri good had a drama, obviously, yep. and uh, and Max had a bigger drama. Uh, but, yeah, let's uh, talk about carry that. On, Nims. No, no, let's talk about Max actually, because he did have a very bad. It day wasn't a office. no Max; it was a no tire. Yes, <laughs> Max is going all right. He's matured a lot, hasn't he? Yes, he's uh, and and we know if you if you've been listening to the show for the last couple of years, I am no 
great Max fan. Like, I think your old man predicted him to win the championship I'm a about Max three fan. years and ago. And Jilly Johnson's a Max fan. Is she? So well, I love you, and yep. I'm a fan of your mum. She's a lovely lady, but Max, no Max. No Max. <laughs> no Max. But he's, he, he's, he's doing the biz. He is doing the biz. Yeah, if, and if he was in a Mercedes, oh, he'd be... I would love him. He'd be all over Hamilton. Yeah. Because he's the only car that's competitive on a continual basis. And before anyone texts in and goes, what about Ricardo? He got third. I know we're very proud of him. It was an unbelievable effort, but it's not a consistent thing for Danny, mm. even though he's had two this year. Two out of the last getting, three, but... Getting consistent. Yeah, but that's... Yeah. Like, what are we, what round are we? at the end of the day, if you looked round at it, no safety it? cars, no issues, yeah. Max, uh, uh, Valtteri and Lewis would have won by 30 seconds yeah, to country P4. Country so, how good, though, did you see the onboard of Danny Kiffiat? What an unbelievable. Yeah. When the, when the car, when they went green after the safety car, Danny toweled up Leclerc, Perez, Sainz, towed him up. Yep. Showed how good he is. Probably won't have a drive for next year. No. But what a mega effort. That was for an Alpha Tauri to be in fourth, mega effort. And having said that, don't forget Gasly qualified sixth and he was he would have podiumed, I think, if he didn't have that engine issue. Oh, Alpha Tauri were brilliant. They're fast. Yep. They, they are very, very, very fast. Really, really, really good. And and they're uh They've, they're probably having their best season ever, mm-hmm. I would, without looking at the points, I would imagine. Another good one from McClure, too. He's continuing to drag that Ferrari up. Another yep. another disappointment from Racing Point. Yep. Good in practice, but just can't put it together in a race. Yeah, well, they, the, Perez should have been on the podium, but no, I mean to bring him in at the end of the race, in a track that you can't pass on anyway, yeah. uh, the only way he was going to pass was to pass them on the first two laps of the restart when his tyres were hot after being in the blankets yep. and everyone else's were cold. That was it. As soon as that was done, uh, it was just uh, basically follow the leader to the end. And i got to say, Kimi Raikkonen and Giovinazzi in 9 and 10, dead set brilliant. And Kimi's been signed for another year. Yes. Hey? He's going to break more records. Do you, reckon he's, do you reckon he's engineer when France went in and said, hey, we've re-signed Kimi for another year? Do you reckon they just went, actually, no, it's not France tossed. Who's the head of, who's the head of uh, Alpha? Uh, yeah, Spaghetti Bolognese. That's yep. it. That's him. Yeah, love him. Um do you reckon the engineer, when they went in to say to the engineer, hey, guess what? We've re-signed Kimi for Frederick another year. Masur? Yes, that's it. Well done. You just looked at my list on the I wall did. there. <laughs> uh, Why did you look at that it? The engineer just would have gone, oh, you're joking. You're kidding, aren't you? Because he's not backward and coming forward, is our mm. Kimi. There's some fantastic vision on YouTube about, you know, top 10 Kimi moments, <laughs> screaming at engineers and <laughs> team, Leave teammates. me alone. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Or when he's going down pit lane. Well, I, I was just about to say that. In the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Eh. Steering wheel. <laughs> Where's my gloves? Steering wheel. Come on. You. <laughs> very, very funny. So another snooze fest for Lewis Hamilton. He continues to dominate and off he goes. Um, Danny Rick and Lewis drinking the shoey. Yeah, gross. How's man. That? that? Is so gross. Lewis said he'd never <laughs> do it. He, oh, no, I'm never going to do that. Danny, never going to yeah. do that. And he does it in COVID nineteen. And what situations. does that teach you? Never say never, Steve. Exactly right. Never say never. So you could be in the seventeen for the Enduros next year. Never say never. Got some feedback on that during the week. Didn't oh, we? he certainly Let did. Me tell you. <laughs> Stevie <laughs> J back in the set. And folks, he's oh. not eating a salad, so I don't think that's been discussed. Mm. Well, they're, they're... Not eating a burger either. <laughs> Very true. Good way to good way to hedge your bets there, Steve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was our Bendix breaks a big moment. Uh, speaking of other categories, some news came out in the past twenty four hours or so that would make you boys quite happy when it comes to twenty twenty one. 
We'll go through the ARG TCR Australia 2021 calendar well, next. It'll make me happy, Nimsy. I don't know if it'll make Steve happy, but it makes me happy. Oh, well, we'll we'll, we'll Ooh, go controversial. Through, Steve. We'll go through. We'll go through it in depth. <laughs> Up next on the driver's seat, we do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Bit of housekeeping before we get to our next topic uh, on the temper text. Don't worry about the Adelaide 500. What about the Sandown 500? That should be back. And Phillip Island uh, says number ending in 252. Um, thank you, number ending 252. I think Sandown will be back. Well, I don't think we're going to have Enduros next year. Again, I think it'll only be Bathurst. So... Don't think of tw- don't think of COVID. Try and think of COVID and its current state as 2020, 2021. Yep. Because I don't, I actually don't think we're going to be back to well, twenty twenty is a write off essentially. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be back to what is perceived to be semi normal until twenty twenty two, and hopefully we'll have the three enduros back then. Uh, another one too. Uh, Albon is not a bad driver. There's an issue with how the car is designed. So much for Max and no support for underperforming second drivers, says Riley. Yep, you're quite right, Riley. Uh, the Red Bull is a bloody hard thing to drive, and it's been really hard for Albon to drive it this year. And how'd you be being, being either Lewis Hamilton's or Max Verstappen's teammate? <laughs> I mean, it's a lesson in psychology. Mm. It, you, if you're a sports psychologist, you just want to wrap your arm around the ball buggers around Valtteri and Alex and say, hey, guys, just you're up against two of the best we've ever seen. Probably the same You're not that bad. Same with Fabian Fabian and Scotty Mack. Absolutely. So uh, it's a really hard situation. We really like, I really like Alex. I think Alex is a, a, looks like a really lovely young kid and he's not a robot and he doesn't seem like you don't, you don't seem rolling around in, in flash cars with big flash watches on or any of that sort of stuff. I'm sure he's got them, but he, just a workman like sort of effort. Just a workman like effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you put uh, when you put him and his compadres together, you know Georgie Russell. And we didn't talk about Georgie Russell, Stevie J, but poor old George firing it off the road into the fence behind a safety car, warming oh, up your tyres. Oh, oh, oh. Like, no. I, hey, the best have done it. The yes, best have done it. Yes, I'd like to. Rojon's say, done it. I've done it. You've done it. I, Jason no, Ackermanis actually, has done it. He oh, rolled Ackermanis a mini did it in a the, big way. On the outlap at Simmons Plains. Do yourself a favour. Uh, he had a really good driver coach that weekend. Was that you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do yourself a favour. Jump onto YouTube. and I sounded like Molly Meldrum then. Uh, jump onto YouTube. Punch in. Uh, what's his name? Jason Ackermanis. Jason Ackermanis. Tasmania. Mini challenge. Rollover. Very, very or even funny. Just mini challenge crash. You'll mini see challenge it. crash. Yeah, he rolled. He rolled it on the outlap on the warm up lap before the race. <laughs> <laughs> what a peanut! Anyway, all so right. we've all done it. I went round at Sandown, turn one. Poor Georgie Russell, though. That was yeah. just he would have. He would have won. He won. He would have scored points, and he hasn't done that yet. No, he's never scored a point. So he was on his way to a point score finish, and no maxed it. Put it straight in the fence. <laughs> no maxed it. Oh, well, SVG SVG did it back at. Uh, uh, Homebush quite a few years ago when he was in the SP Tools SBR car. Hit the medical car. Hit the medical car because he had yeah. broken steering and the yeah. medical car was about to pass him and kaboom, straight in the fence. <laughs> Poor old. Oh, that, we, I laugh about that with SPG all the time. I, I dig him all the time with that one. It's grouse. Yeah, that's why I never want to take my Panamera around to his house <laughs> in case he runs into it. Uh, just a quick one. Let's uh, have a look at the TCR Australia 2021 calendar. Obviously, no racing in 2020 for the ARG calendar. Uh, now, it's going to be starting off as a double header with the, the Race Tasmania double header, but that's 
So it'll kick off at Simmons Plains for points, mm-hmm. but then a non-championship round at Baskerville afterwards, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So Australia Day weekend will kick off uh, with TCR, TCM, Trans Am, S5000, I think, at the uh, at Simmons Plains. And then, as you rightly say, they're, they're going to have like a, a festival kind of thing at Baskerville. They put 30 grand up for the Trans Am race. So I might have to stay on. Yeah, and, stay on. And race at Baskerville. Luke Yildon told me it's the best track in Australia. It's his favourite track. Yeah. Which is pretty big from a Bathurst winner. So, uh, yes, we go to Baskerville uh, from there, which will be good. And then you've got uh, the remainder of the points-paying championship rounds. Uh, Phillip Island in February, followed by Mount Panorama at the Bathurst six-hour weekend. SMP, then Queensland at Morgan Park. We're, uh, oh, Jenny's done a bit of work there. Oh, goody. Matty's favourite track. <laughs> and finish like, up. I love Morgan Park and I love Warwick as a place. But And I've said this to the organisers of it's, ARG. It's not the right place for it, our cars. It's too small. Yeah. It's a too small a track for those big wide cars. Yeah. And for TCM as well. I don't believe so it's Excel, the right For an Excel, it's fine. Yeah. Excel, like or for what Jeff does. Or a V or a, yep, good. That club stuff and that state stuff, it's yeah. perfect. It's a yeah. really good, fun track. But um, but yeah. not for 30 Trans Am cars. And not for National Series. 30 t- TS- TCM cars. No good. But we couldn't go to Queensland Raceway because, once again, John Tetley and the organisers couldn't get their stuff together and make it happen. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yep. So, so all of the championship rounds, as well as the Bathurst International, will be broadcast live and free on 7, while Trans Am will be the consistent support category. So have a fair bit of racing on your calendar next year, Matty. Yeah, I hope so. Me and CVJ can catch the same flights together. Mm. So when we do radio, our show next year. Oh, we can hire the same house. We can share, hire the same house. Costs. Yeah, me and the McAllister boys and you and your boys. Mm. We could all, actually, we should do that, eh? Big, Save a bit of big, coin. Big barbecues. Big yeah. barbies. Bit I'll, of Canadian club on ice. I'll be under diet. I want to... <laughs> Oh, 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 I was oh, oh, pick that up. Whoops. Whoops. Number seven. Anyway, Coin. move on, move on. <laughs> now, the one thing that I do want to bring up <laughs> is there's talk of the, the Bathurst International that'll be finishing it up. Yep. Now, obviously, the Bathurst International is the, the fifth Bathurst event. Uh, that um, the, the fifth what? Bathurst event. There we go. <laughs> now, uh, leave him alone. I'm on your side, Nimsy. Thank you, Steve. Stuck. Thanks, Steve. Righto. Now, do you reckon that this will go ahead as intended? Because remember, it was meant to be a festival of speed with just uh, this year's before COVID hit, the plans, the groundwork for it, it was going to be huge. The amount of yep. categories, like mm. every category under the sun, if you could put wheels on an Esky, that'd be racing down there as well. <laughs> yep. Do you reckon it's going to be as big in 2021 uh, as it would have planned to I, be? No, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I still don't think that there's going to be a massive amount of international stuff for TCR. For TCR. And that's the thing that links this all together, Nimsy, is the TCR category and all the international cars. Now, if that doesn't happen, then no, it won't be as big. Will it go ahead this time? Yes. Will it be as big? Probably not from yeah, an Bathurst, international standpoint. Bathurst domestic doesn't sound as fun, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no. The Bathurst interstate. But that was the problem this year, Nimsy, is we couldn't get like Stevie J and I couldn't get there because we're from Queensland and we couldn't cross the borders and you couldn't get back all that kind of stuff. We couldn't get back. We'd have to hang at Kingscliff yeah. for two weeks. Still can't get back. Like Jamie Winkup now. Yeah, exactly. Still Is he can't still there? Back. He'd still oh, be there. He might be he? done now. He, he, he done got now. there a week after everyone else. So he might be. He might be. <laughs> Maybe. He might have been back a week early if the election went the right way. Anyway, <laughs> or someone didn't dob him in. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so, for that, whoever that was. Good work. Good on you. Mate. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Like no, I'm saying that sarcastically. There'll be, there'll be. I, I, I can just imagine one of those, uh, 
those baked products that we love on the Facebook page probably could. Mm-hmm. There's Jamie over there. Yeah, what a like he like if he got dobbed in, what a flog move. Yeah. Um, what a flog move. Anyway. Uh, let's have a look-see at uh, what else are there. Other support categories yet to be confirmed, but it is expected the S5000, Porsche Sprint Challenge, Australian GT, and Touring Car Masters will be on the calendar. So at least they've got something locked in for next year. I mean, this year was just... Yep. And We've got some racing. You know, what's disappointing for me, though, is we really love being with supercars. And on, on uh, the fans do, too. And the fans love it, too. Like, we love being on the supercar bill. Um, obviously, ARG own TCM now, which is great, but... There's still love that we can do for both sides. I mean, clearly, it's a hugely, and I, you know, yes, I'm probably biased, but it is probably one of the most followed uh, support categories in the country behind supercars by a long way. And uh, as in not behind supercars a long way, but it is one of the most popular, I think. What do you think, Matty? Yeah, I, I totally mean, agree. People love it. Totally and agree. I just, you know, I, I'm a bit disappointed and you know i'm not saying anything out of school here i've said this to the rg uh group and said that you know i need we need some races on supercars to be able to to generate our sponsorship Mm. so it is a little bit disappointing so we're going to work hard on that and and see what we can do in the future it is um at least you know we've 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 finally got an end point at the site because how many times this year is like we're going to start off with SMP in September? Oh no, we'll we'll get back to you. Uh, it'll, it'll be in. Yeah, <laughs> it'll but, be... but that, that you got to be careful when we talk about that sort of stuff, Nimsy, because everyone did that. Everyone True. was like that. So everyone uh, wanted to try to yeah, keep going, but yeah, yeah. It just, just I, couldn't we get want to put these. Pl- you know, we, there's no point. You know, like putting plans in place. Um, or not having plans in place, and then mm. go. Oh, we can race now. Oh, quick, let's get something together. Can't do it. You got to plan it. No. Okay, yep, yep. Let's hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Nah, next one. And Nimsy, if if we were all professional racers, if we were all earning a million dollars like Steve used to earn when he drove full time, <laughs> uh, was it one point five? One point five? One point five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we could all afford to go and stay for weeks and pe- and weeks and weeks and potentially months in in hubs like the AFL players, we would have all gone racing. But the reality is we couldn't. We couldn't cross the borders. And so just like everything else this year, our our racing got canned and we just go towards next year. The good thing about not racing this year is none of us have spent anywhere near as much money. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's a very, very big positive because let's face it, it's going to be very hard in 2021 to try and get yeah, spent more money on food. <laughs> No, I'll just be quiet over here on that. Anyway. <laughs> 1.5 mil. <laughs> one last one last uh, on the text. Hi, guys. Love the show. Just a quick message so you know I'm listening. Tommy in Toowoomba. Tommy. Hey, Tommy, you legend. Good hey, on you, Tommy. Appreciate to, that. Good to see you. Hopefully you enjoyed that Queensland win last night too, Tommy. Queensland. But uh, good to see our regulars have moved over to our new night as well. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. We'll have a quick look at Race Rewind. That's up next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. I've got to quickly mention Tom in Toowoomba, one of our loyal listeners, always joins us. I have a feeling we could have moved to, you know, Friday at 4 a.m. And Tommy would be there tuning in. <laughs> so you, thank you for that, Tommy. He's texted in. I know Morgan Park's not the best, but at least I can come see you guys on track. Well, I wouldn't say not the best. Like it's like we said, it's 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 great for, for some specific things. things. Yeah. And yeah. I love it. I mean, jet 
absolutely loves it. It's his favourite track. Um, and Not that Jet's been to a lot. He's been to QR and Winton and, mm-hmm. and I think that's about it, really. He hasn't really been to too many proper race... Oh, Lakeside. Lakeside. Yeah. I don't know if he's driven at Lakeside, but he's been there. Um, but, yeah, he loves it. Like, it's got a bit of everything. It's a fantastic... like, And, the, and it's run, by, like, fantastically. Yeah. It, uh, really a good heritage there with Matty Campbell's um, uh, uncle, I think. Grandfather. Grandfather? Yes. Grandfather run, oh, yes. ran it. Bill Campbell. And, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Their family. So, yeah. sensational place. So, really good. Well, we'll see um, you there, Tom, next yeah. year, because we're going to be there. Middle of June, too, Ooh, at Morgan that's... Park. That's not going to be very cold. It's oh, going to be. Even though it's in June. Queensland, for those that don't understand where Warwick and Morgan Park it is, is it's at the top of the range. So it's basically up the mountain and out the back a little bit mm. from Brisbane. Great place, but free, there are nervous monkeys all around there during winter. It is bloody freezing. Holy schmoly, that's yep, going to be cold. That's going to be really cold. So see. break out the Kubota racing jackets. So, so we'll see you for a hot dog and a dim sim, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, so next pop, year. pop that one in your calendar. Uh, right now, though, it is time for our Race Rewind. This is the Driver's Seat Race Rewind. Now, obviously, we're in a little bit of a transition period here. We're going to be seeing the return of Dick Johnson Racing, which is great to see, a brand-new-look lineup. Uh, but I thought we'd wind the clock back to the 2017 Tyre Power Tasmania Super Sprint. I know that everyone remembers that one for that massive shunt. What was it? $5 million worth of damage and 12 yeah. cars. Mm. Basically half the field. Gone. And but it was huge. It was an awful accident. We, I think we were on, we were on air back then, weren't we, at 2017? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. we were. Yeah. It was awful because it was there was so much money torn up and a few bodies really put on the line. Mm-hmm. I think it was Will Davo. Will Davo. Davo. Will Davo. Davo. Remember, we got Will Davo. Right the Jets crackers. We got Will yeah, Davo like, on the show the next year to that's reminisce. Right. And sure, he was he still walking funny and bruised. Mm. So that was that was a shocker. And hopefully it was, it was in the wet. No one could see. Everyone just piled into each other. And uh, a few people arrived on the scene at Warp Factor Five and just went straight through the middle of it. It was a, it was a plane crash. It was it was mm. not good to see, um, and actually really not good to hear either. Mm. If you listen to the audio on it, the raw audio on it, it's it's quite disturbing. That tearing up that amount of metal was not good. And um, it, while it is remembered for that, it's also should be remembered for the fact that it's also the round where DJR Team Penske actually got their first victory for points. In the championship now, Fab's led Scotty Mack across the line in a uh, DJR Team Penske Team One Two. Jamie rounded out the podium, but um, you, you often when you look back at 2017, I know that we all think about Scotty Mack's heartache, but um, look at the stats from the Shell V Power Racing Team. It's a pretty good season, and no wonder they snapped up the uh, the team's championship easily. Yeah, what was it? Eight or uh, Scotty had eight wins, sixteen podiums, fifteen poles. Mm. You know, in his first season. With uh, with the team with DJ Team Penske, so Fabs was third in the points with four wins, eleven podiums, and uh, and one pole. So I mean, it's pretty solid stats for a, for oh. a team, isn't it? First up, solid stats for anyone. Yeah, <laughs> that amount that amount of domination was extraordinary, only to end in tears in Newcastle. Yeah, but with Craig Lowndes and all that kind of but stuff. But if you like, let's look at the big picture here. You look to where you are today. It kind of. Uh, I don't want to say, you often say it in footy and in, in other ball sports, you know, oh, it's a loss you needed to have. It's the loss you needed to have. I reckon 2017 needed to happen to it, to see where we are now. Could not agree with you more. Yeah. Could not agree with you more. And I think, I think I'm on record pretty clearly saying at the end of that season, um, I reckon there were people up and down pit lane that saw that domination from that season. 
and then saw the disappointment from Scotty and thought, oh, God, mm. what's he going to do next year to avenge this? And he did. He came out and flogged everyone the next year. And, uh, like, when, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, uh, <laughs> when they all went back flying flags, the, the, the general of the Japanese army said, don't celebrate too soon. We've just awoken a giant. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did with Scotty Mack that year. He came on and dominated the next year. Mm. Uh, and, and one other fact that uh, I think everyone glosses over is he did it in a Falcon against a brand new ZB FGX. Commodore. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did too. So yeah. if, in an if, aging Commodore against a brand new, in an aging Falcon against a brand new Commodore mm-hmm. with lightened panels and hatchback and all the aero and all that kind of stuff. And he gave it to him. It was really good. It was really good. And uh, obviously he's, Playing his trade in the, the IndyCar, and he, it's yes. kind of good because gives us Had someone... a tested Indy 500 at the Indy track the other day too. He did first time went around. That'll waken you up. Mm. <laughs> You're not wonder, wrong. Wonder who we had to call to hire that track out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss, we just finished lunch early. Can we go around for a couple of laps? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I, know what? Drummers, boys. Oh, I, I guess yeah. <laughs> I'll just set the light sequence up. Hang on. Uh, not the, bad, eh? This... Not bad. This and is... then, and, sorry, Nimsy, and then you can go for nine holes of golf straight after. I did see that on the old uh, on his <laughs> socials. So <laughs> you're listening to The Driver's Whoa. Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Back with more right after this. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. Uh, almost time to wrap it up. And uh, look, we, I love it when you crack a gag off oh, air. Sorry, and you're still making yourself laugh when we go back to air. I know, and I can't help myself. I can't yet. Send us a DM if you'd like to know what he said. We will not say it on air. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're not going to be saying that on air. Um, no. Now we got to quickly mention this too. Uh, Kim Jones has retired uh, after yeah. four decades at yep. the helm. BJR co-owner Kim Jones has announced he will step back from the team. And we'll hand over his share of the family business to Bradley as he sets off into retirement. So, Good on um, him. Congratulations. That's he's a, had a, he's had a big decent innings. beginnings, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah beginnings. And, and they... Uh, Not beginnings. No, big, big innings. innings. <laughs> yeah, they... they uh-huh. They're... Oh, uh, big beginnings family. of something different. Yeah. Okay. Righto, mate. Jeez. <laughs> What time's the, the show on till tonight, mate? Retirement. It's Stop the, talking. It's it's clearly uh, the bewitching hour, isn't it? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> someone hasn't had a burger in half an hour. It's so going to be gone weird, though. It is going to be weird to see. Uh, it's always Kim and Brad, the brothers there. You yes. Know, like it's, you and know, congratulations on a family team lasting 100%. that long without divorcing and, Fran, and killing Fran's each other. Fran's been there for years, yep. obviously. Andrew's Kim's involved. Wife, Andrew's involved. And, and a team from Albury, so a fantastic team, mm-hmm. country team. Very rare to have... The, in this day and age, something like that, uh, you know, the outside of Melbourne and, and Queensland. Yep. Um, and been very heavily involved in the corporate side of the business as well. So uh, Brad does a lot of, sorry, Kim's done a lot of the sponsorship and a lot of the deal making and all that kind of stuff. And we know that they can do a deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kimbo and Brad. Maybe now I might get a few more deals. That he's, Kimbo's not uh, around. They, they, are, they, are, they do have a reputation for being snipers on a sponsor. But um, uh, he, they, uh, they should be very proud of what they've achieved. Absolutely, 100%. unbelievable. I mean, the stats. You know, they were Australian NASCAR champion 
I think it was 94, 95. Correct. They were the Audi team NASCAR in the 90s. Was it NASCAR? NASCAR? No, that was the NASCAR. That was, oh, mate, Oscar, they've got about 1,900 yeah, championships. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, dominant beyond anything we've ever seen in this country in Oscar in the 90s. Like from, I reckon, in the, maybe even the late 80s up to 94, they were unbelievable. Uh, NASCAR champions. Yes, Super Tour. Yeah, well. I mean, and that was it for me. When the the... Audi, Oryx, Audi, Audi, Oryx is what I'm trying to say. When yep. there's two Oryx Audis, Oryx leasing. they were sensational. Mm-hmm. That was when the Jones were top of the tree. Yep, and they were against the, the Paul Morrises and Jeff Brabham's of the world and the Diet Coke BMWs. Cam yeah. McConville was in one of those Even cars. Brocky. Will Greg Murphy was in Longhurst. There. Longhurst, yeah. Brocky was in the Volvo and the station wagon Jim at Richards. one stage. Yeah. Jimmy Richards. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Richards. So they brilliant. Ball. They've all been in there. They were brilliant days. They were brilliant cars. And Kim, uh, if you can survive 40 years in any career, you've done very well. To survive 40 years career in your own family business with your brother. In multiple multiple disciplines. disciplines. (laughs) Brilliant. And for him to go off to retirement, I think he deserves all the best. And and, uh, uh, hopefully Andrew will step up and take more of a role within the business. And Bradley will keep firing on because they're going to have four cars. I think, have four cars. I think, I think Jack Smith's staying there, and I think they've picked up, they've dusted off a wreck from their supercars yep. bookshelf for Macca. So he'll be back too. Yep. You can always uh, reach Kim and Fran Jones on UHF 40. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 As they're travelling like around down the, the highway yes. <laughs> in their caravan. Uh, UHF 40. Can you see him? It'll be, you... You'll see it on the back of their van, the Kim and Fran show, UHF 40. <laughs> Call them. Can you see him rolling into a caravan park and cracking a beer with the next door neighbour and no, having a chat about not Kim, I can't. No. Having a chin, about, having a chin wag about Floriana up at Toowoomba that they're making their way on their way to <laughs> the oh, Carnival of Flowers. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. He's got a few old, um, you know, little race cars and historic cars that he's got um, that I, he's had a bit of a play in, and, and Formula Ford, I think he's got as well. Like he's, he'll just have a bit of fun doing that stuff. I think. You know, I don't think not um, UH not UHF forty. Oh, maybe he maybe his radio will be on UHF forty <laughs> in his in his race car. Maybe, we'll see. But well done. We've just we just got Jimbo? a we've just got a, a text in here. Oscar uh, set the Thunderdome exclamation point exclamation point ex. It's about forty exclamation points attached <laughs> here. So clearly, someone was a fan of uh, the Thunderdome. <laughs> oh, how could yeah. you not be? It was so cool, Nimsy. You would you would never have experienced it, did you? You would have seen yeah, it, yeah, CJ, I was there. Mate, well, I, if you've never been the to big a DJ race there in yeah. uh, in NASCAR as well, and uh, I, was, I, was, I was there as a kid. It was it was awesome. Yeah, HQ so, racing there, Oscars, yep. the NASCARs, a lot yep. of the uh, guys like Morgan Shepherd, which is probably something someone that everyone's got to probably have to Google. But he was a legend NASCAR driver. Quite a few George of those, Elliott. George. Elliot came out from the states. Yep. Um, it was no, George oh, sorry, not George Elliot, but um, there was there was quite a few of the uh, Mark Martin came out from yep. the, from NASCAR in, in the US. It was just it was just sensational. Such a shame that that lies idle out there at Calder Park it's now, like a, just getting weeds and what do you call those? Tum- was it tumbleweeds? Tumbleweeds, yep, yeah. Tumbleweeds. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's sort of like a show that you can see with them tumbleweeds down the pit lane. It's very sad. Yeah. We've yeah, seen yeah, the um, we've seen the. Danny Rick was in Rick Kelly's supercar a couple of years ago, wasn't he? On the flat track at Calder. Oh, this so is, wasn't this no, but Rick, Rick and Todd did something on the Thunderdome. I think yeah. it might have been in a Jack Daniels yes, car. Yes, it was in the JD yeah. car. Oh, yes. I remember seeing yeah. that on Fast yeah. Deli uh, on their YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, it, yeah, that was quite cool. And I think they, they had to raise the car up 
about two inches or more from their normal race ride height so that it wouldn't hit the ground. That's how bumpy and... and it's and genuinely scary. In the day, mm. we used to be... In well, the, in it never used to be that bad, but now it's just deteriorated. No, but we used to do, when I was working with Fast Track Racing, we used to have a couple of NASCARs, and they would do the NASCAR experience out there with George Elliott and Mel Rose. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they were so fast that your eyes couldn't keep up with what was going on around you. Well, I couldn't anyway. Maybe I'm a dummy, but... Did but you have your glasses on? I think I... Well, I had no... You know what it was? I had my eyes closed. I was screaming and crying <laughs> that Mel Rose was going to put me through the fence at Mach 15. Well, there was not too many races that were done at Calder, uh, and and my old man did one in the Sierra. I'm not sure it was something... It was a, an international race where they'd use the Calder race circuit, yeah. but two-thirds of the way down the front straight, they'd do a left-hand turn and do a, a, a clockwise lap around the Thunderdome and then come back onto the straight and keep going. That was the actual lap. So they yeah, combined geez. both tracks and it was just phenomenal. Yeah. And, they, and when they had shunts there, Nimsy, they were big. They were never – because it was quite a bull ring. It's not a big – for a NASCAR track, it's not a big NASCAR track. Well, and so big shunts there. I just loved uh, when you watch the highlights of YouTube, when, when there is a shunt there on the Thunderdome, like it's it's almost like – Dominoes falling over because it's just like oh there goes one oh and it, and it oh, just yeah. it is just pylons that go yeah. it's full on NASCAR spec like it's absolutely well, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. And it's it, not and, a it's uh, not a budget sort of like oh it's no, kind of no, no. like no, no, no it no. is <laughs> no the Jane family uh, Bob Jane put a lot of money into that and uh, and some of the best racing you would see on a Saturday night you'd fire out there and see the HQs the Oz cars and then the NASCARs and if you stood on the fence there when the NASCARs come through they'd fed and bowl you over. There was such a wind rush and such a noise from them. Sun setting in the west in the background. There, It was just It was so bizarre, good. though, that you would sit in the grandstand. So if you're sitting in the grandstand at the start-finish line, you'd see NASCAR. You'd be watching NASCAR's come past. You'd be going, looking le- like tennis, looking left, boom, straight to the right. <laughs> looking left, straight to the right. But then the Oscars had come out. Yeah, and they go the other way, way. so then you go looking right. Yeah, so you didn't get a cramp. Gentle left. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Just uh, one last one off the temper tag before we have to wrap up. Uh, This one's a little bit harsh. Uh, I'm guessing they're talking about Kim. He's too good of a bloke and puts up with pathetic drivers. Gives them all the chance and they're useless. (laughs) Sure, that's what he does. A little bit harsh. Sure, that's what he does. Oh jeez, but uh, Kimbo. See you, mate. I don't. I'm not commenting. Oh, it's just, that's what I'm just like. I'm just like. Oh, it's you're right. He's that time of the night. I think <laughs> a little bit silly hour. But uh, yeah, I haven't eaten. You haven't eaten. We're both friggin' starving, so we're going a bit silly. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so look. Uh, congratulations to you, Kim. It is a pretty good part. Let's look at supercars alone. 14 race wins in the championship. 17 pole positions. 67 podiums and six Bathurst 1000 podiums. Uh, they'll Amazing. get to that top step eventually mm, one day. Huge, uh, and it'll be great when they do, mm. and there'll be many a tear shed when they do. You've said it. You've said it before, Maddie. They're everyone's mm. second team. Yes, yeah, I agree. It's just yep. the we absolutely love seeing them do well, and just the. I just wonder if this year's Bathurst One Thousand was enough for Kim to go. That's it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> that was crap. Yeah. I'm not coming back here anytime soon. This year it was definitely uh, someone. My someone on the in the transporter would have had a black cat, a mirror, walked under a ladder, yeah, the yeah. full kit and caboodle there. But uh, no hey, good. look, a big thank you to everyone that texted in. A big thank you to Glenn Seaton for jumping on board the driver's seat. Absolute legend, super Cedo. Good on you, mate. We will get that chat up on our app and on the socials ASAP because it was a ripper. Uh, Matt, Steve, that was a pl- absolute pleasure. This show went bloody quick. 
It, it did. did. Yeah. Hey, why don't we do it again next Thursday? Because next Wednesday there's another state of origin, Queenslander. Right, Let's go again. Stevie J in his uh, in his Maroons outfit will be giving it a run. <laughs> I will. I will. He hasn't he hasn't run a Maroons jersey since about 2007. Right. I need so if he wears it, it won't look good. Yeah, All right, on, I'll fit in his Mal Meningas. Well, we'll see you next week on the driver's seat. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.